So, what's happened recently, Adam? We haven't recorded. What? Anything in quite a while. Have we not? Yeah, like 10 days, like, I think. Yeah, I was going to say it's been more than a week. Because I took a week off. And then the Queen died, big up, so I got another day off. At <laughs> least taking one for the team, rest in peace and all that. Yeah, rip. But uh, Carlos... Uh, we can say that, by the way, because we're British. Oh, yeah, yeah. You well, know? everyone's been fucking saying it, man. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> Only mean, my mum's given a I shit. I wish I could have benefited from it, obviously being freelance. This means nothing to me a bank holiday, but there you go. Anyway, oh, shit, yeah. I, I, I don't miss those days whatsoever. Yeah. But I tell you what, um, like when it was announced she died on the on the day, my mum changed her profile picture on Facebook to the Queen, and then sent me a message, and I, and it, it shit me up a bit. I was like, "What the fuck's going on here?" And I I like clicked on her profile, and it showed like that showed like the green online button. So it was a picture of the Queen Liz with the online button. Like ten minutes after it was announced she was dead, <laughs> and I like pissing myself laughing. She was fucking fuming with me, mate. And I still can't quite get a rational out of her as to why she would change her Facebook profile to a picture of the Queen. She said it was out of respect, but I don't understand respect. that. Like, so it's just... Uh, respect. Yeah, honestly, the most ridiculous thing ever. But uh, no, yeah. the Queen died. Some we didn't record for it. I took a break. Could uh, be me, but some people are real, like, royalists, aren't they? Like, super passionate. I think I it's just... the older folk, isn't it? Yeah, but to be fair, like, I have seen a lot of people... Apparently, like, a billion people watched the wedding. Uh, wedding, fucking hell. Not the wedding. The funeral or the wake, whatever it fucking was. I believe that. Well, on the street. They were all the bullshit projections that it was going to be, like, 4.1 billion. Yeah. I think that was the number. Like, just some absolute ludicrous amount where it was... The time it was at, it was, like, half the people in the world be fucking asleep or at work. You know what I mean? It's just... Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, none of it made sense. So, I don't know the actual weird. numbers, but... No, but it was a lot, and I didn't catch any of it. I, I guarantee it wasn't better than the, the final of Breaking Bad. So, I mean, I, uh, yeah, that, well, that, that deserves it much more than the Queen's funeral. But Yeah, you're not wrong. So, I wonder if we get like flagged for this by YouTube for like hate speech towards the Queen. That's not hate speech. I don't hate her at all. I don't I don't hate any of the royals. I honestly just don't care either way, me. I really just am very indifferent towards it. Like, they've probably spent, what, a few, like, a few 10 million on the whole thing. That bothers me a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when we're going, when we're in a li- literal cost of living crisis. Um, to think how much they spent on it and stuff, that bothers me. But anyway, uh, we're nearly three minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we do it. Fucking. It's about but, a timestamp on. No, so I, I get uh, initially. Uh, the topic today is about like di- the different styles of CEOs we've got in esports, effectively, and it's been spurred on slash inspired by. Uh, Carlos Rodriguez, also known as Ocelot, the CEO and founder of G2, because uh, he got in his Bugatti and drove to a club and took a video <laughs> where Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate um, posted it on Twitter, which is the most Wait, stupid thing. Who's Bugatti? Carlos is Bugatti. Is Bugatti. Bugatti. He got in his Bugatti, <laughs> drove to the club. I got in my Bugatti. Packed it next to Tate Brothers Bugattis. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then was captured in a video oh, and that's not even the, the stupid part is he put it on Twitter like a week after fucking Andrew Tate got deplatformed from everything yeah yeah like even I think like I saw in a video he was like even Uber and Discord and stuff fucked him off and like PayPal <laughs> fucked him off and stuff he got he got clean sweeped on the internet oh, and, and Carlos is like yeah this is a perfect time to post a video yeah <laughs> but it was also then the double down you know it was a bit <laughs> the immediate backlash was funny 
and like just totally unsurprising. My mind instantly went to like, I don't know, Carlos hasn't exactly got the most glowing reputation in esports, has he? Like, I feel well, like- a lot of people think the sun shines out of his ass, though. That's the thing. It's it's the. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if many people know like how he how he is like behind the scenes. Like I've seen internal like behind the scenes comms from him to to his staff and stuff, and he's just uh, he doesn't seem like the most pleasant person to be around. Yeah, well, in that respect. I, but I've heard that as well. Yeah. Um, but on Twitter, I think guy. he's normally universally loved. He's everyone's like, "Hey, dub, uh, big dub," and yeah. Well, that's the thing, yeah, to, if you're looking at like. Sounds weird to say it like this, but the customer, you know, like the Twitter customer, like G two fans and stuff. Obviously, he's like, you know, he's the image. He's, he's he is the G two brand. But like you said, I've also heard similar things where like, no, he's, like, he's supposed to be a bit of a bell end. Um, and yeah, my first reaction was like, fucking hell! Like you can't even. Uh, how do, how do I explain it? Like it's so it's so unsurprising that he would come out with something like this and then double down. It's just like yeah, I, we already have a suspicion that this guy might be a bit of an asshole. Then he does this and it's just like, do yourself a favor. It's <laughs> you a tricky I mean? situation, but on on the first video, there's nothing that suggests they're friends or anything. They're just in like the same VIP yeah, section yeah. at a club, and there's a yeah. video of like the Tate brothers opening champagne or whatever they're fucking doing. I don't know, and then. Like before it pans to them, it's just Carlos there quickly. Uh, and there's nothing to say, like, it was anything more than happenstance. It was only in like the follow up tweet, the double down, where he said, like, no one polices my friends, my friendship. I think he was just trying to look cool. Andrew Tate probably didn't even acknowledge him. He was probably just trying to be like, oh, look, I'm with some people with clout here. Quick video. <laughs> and, yeah. like, and then yeah. he was just trying to double that. He, he was probably thinking it would go really well if he says, I party with who I want. It's like, yeah, he's a, you know, he's showing strength of character or whatever. Sure which is fine it. but like literally yeah. saying friends i think the friend like no one places my friendships or who i'm friends with like what though it's a small thing like that terminology opens it up and makes it seem like okay you are y'all now saying you're friends with these people mm. uh that's the that's the most stupid part about it but again like i don't yeah. if he didn't say they were friends and they were just in the same room can all of this controversy really happen in a sense of like, yeah, people are going to be mad still, but it's not like he co-signs anything mm-hmm. necessarily just by posting that video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's just the video and like, like you said, the, the additional context doesn't come. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. It just, I don't know. He's with him. People will have a moan, but they will about anything. People, yeah, exactly. But it won't be like a massive moan. It ended up going just nuclear, didn't it? And everyone was saying yeah. like the... Uh, and I don't know what you think about Andrew Tate. I happen to think he's an absolute clown. But for me, it was just like the whole, like I said, it was just so unsurprising that he did that. And I think people, like insiders knew, you know, like you, me, other journalists, like we've presumably heard the same thing about, or the same things about Carlos. And it can be a bit of a, a tough bugger to work with. Um, so it was just like unsurprising for me, to be honest. It's a... Uh... I don't know, man. Because uh, the, the thing is, as well, and I, I, I don't know. I'll probably, I'll probably get some particularly angry person like tweeting about me for saying stuff like this. But like, I've I've got friends that I disagree with on stuff. I don't I don't like seek out to have people who exclusively agree with me. Like, I have older um, like family members who whose views do not reflect mine. And while I will kind of challenge him on it when stuff comes up, like I'm, I'm not going to disown them 
even if I don't see eye to eye on certain things, which are uh, fundamentally important things a lot of the time. Like at the yeah. end of the day, like it is what it is. And I've got friends. Uh, I don't think I have any friends who are right wing actually, but like I've got friends who will like who have different stances to me on some shit. But like that doesn't bother me whatsoever. Um, now, if one of them <laughs> was accused of rape or human trafficking and sexual abuse and all that kind of shit. If it's an accusation, it's one thing. If they're convicted of it, then mm. I have to yeah, fucking address it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But otherwise, mm. like, if if I'm really good friends with someone, that shit happens. And this is a tiny bit of a tangent, but and they assure me that shit that didn't happen. You know what I mean? It's just an accusation. I'm standing by them. So like, I I I'm not as binary. Uh, I don't exist in the binary. Thank you very much. I'm very progressive. Um, <laughs> where it's just like, I either hate them or I love them. It's like yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's more nuance to be had there. But I say all that to say, obviously, there's a bunch of shit around Tate, Andrew Tate right now. So, just mm-hmm. if you be friends with them, if you fucking want, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they are friends. Part of me thinks they're not. They were just in the same room anyway. Yeah. But like posting it to Twitter, you know, <laughs> you know what you're doing there. Like you're mm-hmm. trying to like push the envelope again in in part of your Twitter comedian fucking persona that you've got going. Mm-hmm. But like you, you know what's going on, and like it's, it's impossible to not know some of the things around him and some of the stuff he said where women are effectively his property and all yeah, that shit. Yeah. And he, even one of his businesses actually functions like that because he runs like some exploitative like webcam slash OnlyFans uh, model where mm. like they yeah, manage yeah. them and there's a bunch of stuff around that. So it's just, a, it's, a, it's a, regardless of like how I feel about Tate, spoiler, I'm not a, not a fan. Not, a lot of the stuff is just mental and I think most of it's an act. That would be my assumption. Don't know the fella. Um, but it just seems like you try to be as divisive as possible on purpose to, to blow up and, and mm. get in the dosh. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's oh. just, it's a strange one, but we, we can move on to the, the actual, I guess, like core theme of the video shortly. But mm. uh, again, like this is something we've spoken about in other episodes and it's worth uh, reiterating how the amount of people that came out against him, fair play, if you all believe in, in what you believe in and, and that's that fine if it's just like the hot topic of the day and you're just trying to get some interactions out of it i fuck with you less but then also if you're getting paid by riot games who just like they have having to pay out 100 mil because of sexual discrimination and fucking farting in girls faces and all this kind of shit none of the people got fired what? yeah that? legit like a, 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 an executive that's or heavy. senior member or something like that literally walked past and uh, um one of the female employees <laughs> and farted in her face mate and as far as i'm aware they're still working at the company I didn't fucking know that. Sorry, yeah man. yeah so like 100 mil settlement um to pay out um a lot of the women that came came forward against all of the the mistreatment and discrimination and stuff at riot so yeah. you've got these riot employees, Activision Blizzards, the same stuff there as all the walkouts going on and the union attempt, and they take the piss out of people too. And and I don't want to use the word abuse, but are not very fair to women a lot of the time. Mm. And it's employers, these folk who have never spoken out about their companies before, but as soon as it's someone else, well, they're still accepting money from these places, which the culture ain't going to change that fucking quick in one or two years if it's like inherently fucked. Mm. Um, it's just, it's just so again hypocritical, like absolute bullshit. Um, it was definitely a bit of we're a not... pile on, you know. Like I said, I, I feel like that's just the nature of social media at, at the minute. But like I said, I'm not, I'm not. I mean, I really don't like Andrew Tate at all. I think I just think he's a clown. But also, like the whole Ocelot thing, I don't really give a shit because he is just like, I mean, like I said, it's not a surprise to me. But like, it definitely became a pile on, and that's just what happened mm. in it. Like the the kind of the. Um, it sweeps everybody up, so everybody feels like they have to criticise. Everybody feels like they have to have a say on it. 
if so, you're not if you're not willing to speak out on ESL getting bought out by Saudis, who I'm going to say this now, have done things much worse to women. They 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 continue to do much worse things to women than Andrew Tate has, and to many more women. And mm-hmm. theirs is fully like systemic, systematic, fucking is built in. That's how it is over there. No matter how progressive they're becoming under their new leader over the past few years, okay, progressive just means oh, you're allowed to drive now. Okay, if you have permission to do so. Yeah. yeah. Like and, and they've obviously announced uh, new plans for twenty thirty, they want to fucking run the world and all this kind of bullshit, right? Through yeah, gaming. Yeah. But like the people aren't willing to speak out about like that, which is like a lot of their practice are fucking evil, like by by most people's standards, right? Which we've discussed before. But then but then Carlos who Realistically, we don't know any. We don't know that he's done him himself has done anything like seriously wrong against no, people. No, no, no. Not like where he could get fucking arrested or sued or any of that shit. Yeah, yeah. No, but like no, now no. he's like the epitome of evil to these people. But again, they won't speak out against the serious shit who they're now presumably getting paid from or one day want to get paid by. Like mm. he's fucking outrageous, mate. So like, yeah, Carlos, fair play. He like he probably deserves some time off since the double down, and he thinks he's the bees and easy could do with being knocked down to a normal level a bit maybe um but like just how now he's suddenly painted with this particular brush mm. uh, from people who are literally getting paid <laughs> indirectly by regimes and stuff that treat women very poorly like that that's yeah. these people's and standards and, and morals are some in the of right that, place. some of that is just people so, just don't know you know so it's like how can you hold it against someone something that they don't know um, but then, yeah, like you said, there is a, there's always going to be a lot of hypocrisy. Like I said, it was just a pile on. It was just like a, it became a fanatical thing. Um, but the um, the reason we wanted to make a video on it is just because it's quite interesting, isn't it? How like so Carlos used to play League of Legends, didn't he? Com- uh, mm-hmm. Professionally, um, you got Reginald at TSM. Like there's, there seems to be like a, I think anyway, my perspective on it is you're going to have these like controversies pop up, I think, every now and again. Or you're going to have these leaders of businesses in esports that maybe just shouldn't be leaders of these companies because, like, you know, they've, they've got... They started a team, like TSM, in the case of Reg, um, G2, in the case of Carlos. Um, they started a team, don't really have any business chops at all. They were just pro players, big profile, really well-known, everyone in like esports like likes them. They start the company, the company does really well, and all of a sudden they're the boss of this big company. And you see it in traditional business as well, and that we can maybe touch on a couple of examples that that I'm aware of. Um, does well, all of a sudden you have this big business that's earning like quite a lot of money. Um, I think it's kind of inevitable that some of those people, if that happens, if that keeps happening, which it will, it has happened a lot already, um, there are going to be examples of people that just shouldn't be in those positions. So you've seen like Reg at TSM who's been like fined, he's been, what, he's been put on like a two-year probation by Riot or something, he's basically under investigation. Um, I mean, he's been investigated, but I think now they've set up like a hotline for employees of TSM. Like if if he does anything, then they can ring Riot and, and basically they'll come down harder on TSM. Um, you know, these people ultimately, like I'm not saying they're all awful, but they haven't shown any kind of business chops to like, you know, when a company ends up, when FaZe hires um, Lee Trink as the CEO, Lee Trink is like a, an established businessman. And you get that, like, you know, um, I suppose another good example is 
um, like Carlton Curtis at Guild, like they brought him in because he, he knew what he was doing. He's ran businesses before and he's a fucking, he's a businessman. Um, you wouldn't go out and hire some like 25, 26 year old guy just if, if you were starting a business from scratch and you needed a CEO, you wouldn't do that. But in esports, because they're the people that kind of founded the business, they're the brand of the business, blah, blah, blah. They're the CEO. And so I think you're always going to have scenarios that crop up where there are just incidents where they just maybe just aren't appropriate. They aren't fit to lead or they aren't fit to manage people. And so you're going to have these incidents, I think. You know, it's, Carlos doesn't act like a CEO, obviously, and neither does um, Reginald at TSM. And, and, I yeah. feel like, and, and maybe that's like, yeah, it's a small sample size, but I just think... And I've and and think this because I've seen it in other in like the marketing world of like people that just you know maybe former influencers or or pro gamers or whatever, and they start a business in something that they know does really well grows and then all of a sudden you got this big business then it's then the dynamic of how you run that business and how you manage people everything changes because now you've got say a hundred employees instead of like five, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden like if you don't check yourself and say, nah, I need to bring someone in that knows what they're doing, then, you know, you may be at risk. So you've seen like, like Nade Shot, I think has done that pretty well. He, he brought people in that really knew business and they feel like he's, he's the figurehead, but you were saying earlier, like he doesn't feel like he's so intrinsic to hundred T that they wouldn't do well without him. Um, whereas with G2, it's at least, like that. It's at least a, a separate entity. It feels like, you know, whereas, yeah. Like G two feels like Carlos Gaming, whereas mm. Hundred Thieves feels like Hundred Thieves. Like if he went, like it, it would be a loss because he's the CEO and the founder. But like uh, they, they could get away with it. Like <coughs> they, they've done well in like they brought in um, obviously John Robinson and Jackson Dahl early on, and I think his name's Jason Tan, if I remember correctly, is like the CFO, like on the mm. financial side from Riot, like early on, surrounded himself with people who are much smarter and more experienced than him in the world of business. Yeah. Well, we don't know exactly what decisions he makes, but like you know, if he is making all the pivotal decisions, he's got uh, an arsenal of people around him who yeah, he'll have probably the have the final the say. World. Yeah, he'll have the final say, I presume. I mean, I don't know what his role is. Is it CEO? Is it, it is CEO? Yeah. Is it? So he'll yeah. So he'll have the final word. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It just feels like a well-rounded business. It feels like he he's done the right thing by bringing in people that you know who else has done that? Ben Francis at Jim uh, Gymshark. Yeah, he did that. He literally said on a podcast, like, I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't I wasn't fit to be a CEO. Like, so he brought somebody in and literally took a step down to be like, I don't know, the chief brand officer or chief marketing officer yeah. or something like that. Um, and got this guy in that just knew what he was doing and, and, and that's how you do it. And there are other examples. I don't want to like air dirty laundry, but there are other examples that I know of that like of of companies that are run by, you know, they're capable for sure, but they're run by people that have never run a business and you're running this big fucking thing now. And it's, yeah. it's so different. And so, yeah, you're bound to run into problems. And I think you see that quite a lot um, in esports. Yeah. I, I I think part like, so you mentioned the investigation against Reginald, right? Against Andy Din, mm-hmm. but like it didn't find that he was a bigot or anything like that, but it found that, he, he was a bit of an arse, effectively. Is yes, exactly right. Which part part of me thinks if 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 you go from being a player where you get a lot of attention, like there's pressure on you and stuff, but you're kind of responsible for how you're seen and your performance and stuff, right? 
and then then you you create something which is then proven to be successful in like an industry that's growing and, and everyone's touting you as like a business leader and you're on Forbes 30 under 30 and stuff and you've got this background as basically an online celebrity or at least a, a, a celebrity within your niche. Mm-hmm. Like then, then you've got people say questioning you or not doing what you think is best. Like there's going to, I personally think there's going to be some ego Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the time, at least, not for every person, but I-, I could see a world in which there's ego among these like former players, yeah, even yeah. influencers, content creators, and stuff. Um, well, yeah, they'll, they'll where, like this... they're not they're not open to being challenged or to even mm-hmm. accepting the fact that they're not perhaps the best person to run it from an operational point of view. Yeah, you you probably know the brand best; it's an extension of you. You've built it; you know what it is at its essence. I understand that, and that's kind of where I think Nadeshot's gone with it and um you know hex is it's a, a more complicated situation we was discussing before this like mm. he didn't necessarily found find the org and stuff but yeah. he's developed it to what it is now and he's and not he's a bit older and i think he yeah. already done yeah. some stuff in business anyway hadn't he i can't remember yeah he was working what, for like a bank i'm pretty sure or like mortgage company yeah, or something so, along those lines like so a he business had more analyst of an idea maybe. the people that get to this point you know they start the company yeah it's their brand and then they, they it is dead successful for like the first five years or whatever. Mm-hmm. When you're in that position, like you were saying, the ego comes in and you probably feel like I've done this well on my own so far. That's the classic thing, isn't it? Like now, like how are you telling me I'm now doing it wrong when look what I've just built, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's definitely going to be something that I think will affect, or does affect esports founders. And yeah. And, and so like Hex, um obviously it was the merger with envy now envy is no longer a thing uh adam reimer is the ceo of optic gaming which is obviously the title of the collective group which includes dallas fuel and uh, Mm. optic texas as well but like so even he's like no you you run you run this shit from an operational point of view you make sure the business is good on in, in some levels and i know what what i do best within the optic camp which is like working with the players and the creators and getting the best out of them and making sure the content's decent and mm. making sure we've, we've got this special jersey coming out to coincide with this date. You know what I mean? All the stuff for the fans. It's like, it feels mm. like everything fan-centric. He knows he knows how to engage the audience and, and build an audience. He's proven that. But does he know mm. how to secure the best partnerships and maybe um, get into a new league, which Optic seemingly have missed out on with the the, the North American um, mm-hmm. long, long-term long partnership thing in Valorant? Like, he, I, I think with experience, um, he's realized, because he was running the show entirely at one point, right? Um, and then sold majority to Infinite, and then the immortal stuff happened, whatever. But even back then, that was him saying, like, look, I can't do this all by myself. Mm-hmm. And it takes some bollocks to admit that, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's the way to go. But it's, it's part of a new breed of CEO. It's like two breeds of CEO, I think, as, as those that are brought in, like Adam Reimer with, and as you say, Lee Trink with his like a music industry experience. I think he was like Capitol yeah. Records and maybe Universal and stuff like that in the past, right? Yeah. But then there's also matter. the influencers and former pro players. So you look at Koi, um, huge Spanish brand which came out of nowhere, which is like PK and I don't know how to pronounce the name, but Abai, I think it is the big Spanish oh, yeah. streamer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Carmine K Cop, they're um, headed up. They were founded by a big French streamer and influencer. And right. we've got Reynard for Tempo Storm and Nade Shot with 100 Thieves. Uh, Envy with Hastro, he was a former COD pro. So, like, as a as a good sample size now for <laughs> seeing how those operated versus yeah, mm-hmm. evil geniuses with Nicole Lapointe Jameson, and as I say, even like Optic now with Adam Reimer to some degree, and 
and FaZe mm. will lead shrink like even though he's got like some of the original FaZe people around him, he's calling the shot seemingly on a macro level. Yeah, like, yeah. There, there are seemingly like two breeds as the experienced business folk or folk from the original uh, all the, I shouldn't say original, I should say like um, the real business world and then there's the yeah. former gamers turned business folk. Yeah. And I do think there's some merit to the to the um, the influencers and stuff because building a brand is essentially building a business in a sense, right? So look at Nature, like when, especially when he retired from pro play and he was just creating content. He's like he he won't be doing his editing, his thumbnails. He <laughs> he's not going to be scheduling it, his, his tweets or all the peripheral content around it. Like you have to liaise with people and work with people and find the right people to fit in and maybe a bit of conflict resolution or someone's maybe slacking. You need some people skills. Like I think mm-hmm. you can learn some valuable lessons at that point, um, which can be carried through. But obviously, at a much larger scale now. If you look at a company with a hundred employees versus like three, four contractors who are working with you to get your YouTube channel like popping. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. do think there's some things you can learn there. So I don't, it's not like they're going in necessarily from scratch if they have that kind of background, I think. And yeah, he's managing yeah. his merchandise yeah. and thinking, oh, oh, I need to get this partnership with G Fuel and do this yeah. on Red Bull and do that. Obviously, but, these, these people are obviously like very capable to do that, to get it to the point where it, you know, where you have the initial success, but I yes. think the problem yeah. comes when you try and hold on to it for too long, or you just become like a control freak. That's what it, it feels like, and this might be wrong. This is like speculation, but it feels like Carlos can't take his hand. Like I'd, I've, it seems like from my perspective, he would struggle to step away from G two and like not have a say in anything. I know now he's taking the leave without pay and stuff, but I mean like from it'd be like Jordan Belfort, Wolf for Wall Street, wouldn't it? I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> like, you know I mean? Where yeah, it's just like, this is my thing. I'm running this shit. Only I'm capable of manning this shit. Yeah, and like he seems like a bit of a control. For- Maybe that's harsh. I shouldn't say that because I because I, I really don't know. That's the thing. But you're it allowed to like say probably, what, you, what you see. Yeah, I mean, he does. He seems like a control freak in terms of the image and stuff. Spoiler: He is based on internal communications I have seen. Nice. Right. Okay. <laughs> Verified. Do not fucking tweet it out this way. You need to tweet it out this way. No, that is not how that should go. Oh, why does this graphic look like this? You know what I mean? Again, there's a fine line. Like that's also just you know high standards and stuff. But yeah, it goes past a certain point, doesn't it? But like that's the point. Like you you bring in people who are more knowledgeable and better than you at certain areas and let them take over. Right? That's literally how you. (laughs) You're like, oh, I need someone who knows financials better than me, or someone who who has got um a good network in partnerships. They can. They can speak to people that I don't fucking know. They already have a foot in the door at fucking the G Fuels and all these kind of companies. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You bring people in who, oh, he's operated multiple businesses before. I haven't. So, like, it'd be good to have his knowledge of what's right, maybe what's wrong. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, bring a head of social media. They, they're plugged into it all the time. Like, they're the perfect person to take over. You have to have some trust. And I think, mm. yeah, if you try to be a control freak about shit, then you've inherently, you're not letting people perform and do yeah, what they exactly. do and that's the reason you brought them in right so yeah and then that can create a whole lot of fuckery because they could be thinking why don't they trust me why am i not being unable to do my job here and then mm. you know you start to get a rotten company culture quite quickly there which mm-hmm. i'm not saying any particular org has or hasn't um <laughs> you know got a, a rotten company culture by any means but uh it's uh i don't know man it's it's uh, a <laughs> oh, it's such a messy one this take stuff i mm. keep going back to it and i'm just like if you just didn't tweet it out like you're making it into the franchise league in Valorant, you'd be fine. But yeah, now I think... You reckon, by the way? Well, they, they, and this is what the reports are saying. 
right? From uh, I think Kevin Hit and from Nell, Nell and Direct, and from George. Um, mm. All like there was emergency yeah. last last minute kind of meeting about it because G two have been trying to get into NA for a long time, so they applied for the NA league, not the EU league. I believe they actually went for the LCS back in the day as well, not the LEC. Right. But Riot were like, now nah, fam, like you're big in Europe, stay, stay over there. Mm. Um, they received, they got, they took 10 mil in investment, I think 2018, 2019 from the owner of the Brooklyn Nets as well. Um, and that's why they're opening up their New York office and Carlos is supposed to be moving over there if he hasn't already. Um, right. you know, so like they're, they've got a big NA push planned, but like they're not in this Valorant league now. And part of me just thinks if this now, if, if he's, if his ego's ignited more by this happening rather than actually conceding, Mm. What if then the relationship with Riot Games is sour because of the Valorant exclusion? And you think, well, I've just signed a female League of Legends team. I'm going to fuck them off. Why am I helping your ecosystem? Oh wait, mm. I'm in. I'm in the LEC where um, spots are like four times as valuable as they were when I bought in. I can just sell this spot and get 35 mil for it. Okay, mm. I'm going to fuck you off then. I'm not going to build your league when you've kicked me out and didn't didn't stand by me when I've maybe stood mm. by you throughout this stuff. Very interesting, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I just there could be a rift there, or it could just be completely normal. He apologizes when he comes back and goes, Yeah, I you know, I fucked I... up, it's all good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't feel like it'd be a very smart move to like go against go Riot and against alienate Riot because they have what the two the two best like esports <laughs> essentially. In terms of like you're choosing Valorant, if you're choosing a, an esport for the next probably five, ten years, you're choosing Valorant almost certainly. I know I would. And then you've got League. What would you not? Mobile Should Legends Bang what? Bang. Yeah, but that's it's a bit, it's just different here, isn't I'm it? I'm joking. Like, they get they get sued by Riot Games every fucking month, mate. Like it's only a matter of time before they're gone. So yeah, because it's just a copy of League of Legends on on mobile, and now yeah, Wild but, Rift's out. It's just fucked. Yeah, well, I mean, look at look at Aldi. Any of our UK massive <laughs> Aldi you can go is the exact same branding as Dr Pepper. They sell Professor Peppy, bro. Is that what it's called? Pepe. Is it? Yeah, swear to God, mate. And there's other ones like and I, so my point was like they might get sued a lot. I don't know if it makes a difference. Like you can kind of Maybe rip not, stuff yeah. off and seemingly just survive and do really well. It's weird. you just you just have to make sure you're towing the line enough. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I remember going Aldi when I was a kid and getting yeah. Titan bars and fucking um, jives instead of Twixes and stuff. Where <laughs> they taste the exact same. Like these Titan bars are basically Mars bars, I think, and all this kind of shit. Yeah, yeah it's just like yeah. well, they can't do it because the branding is not the same. Uh, the way they create them, I assume, is somewhat different. There's enough differentials yeah. in the ingredients to just get away with it. There must you know? just be some like a technicality that they can just keep getting away with it. And I can't remember what the original point was. What were we saying? Uh, like, mobile, like, legends. mobile legends. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they just found like a technicality and they're just yeah, going to yeah. keep surviving. You were saying you think Valorant's like the eSport of the future. Uh, I tried in watching the in the West. Oh, in the West. Okay, I was, I was, I watched like some uh, champions like Loud versus Optic. I just oh, yeah. uh, just the the back and forth is cool and got me kind of into it, but like the game itself, like I, I, I yeah, feel I like know, I, I actually agree. The game itself has a lot of like areas for improvement in terms of a spectacle. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot, and it's not very well explained. You know what I mean? It's like it's like it feels like you almost have to have played or watched enough to understand the drafting and the abilities and stuff. Which again is the same with League of Legends, and that's like globally one of if not the biggest uh, competitive title so like they probably mm. don't give a fuck it's like you will learn this if you want to be involved in what everyone else is talking about you know mm. but for me i could do like a noob stream where it's like 
<laughs> right? Well, they've looked in this this character, and therefore this ability is going to do this, and that enables them to do this. Mm. And the reason they didn't pick this character in response is, you know what I mean? Like, break it down mm-hmm. for me so I can get further invested in the actual game as opposed to just the storyline between the teams. Yeah, because Lara and Optic were going against each other a lot. So Yeah, because there are a lot of different... In, in certain games, it's pretty intuitive. You know that certain things, for example, are going to are flashes that are going to blind the enemy. In Valorant, mm-hmm. there are so many different like ways to flash and to throw a grenade and to put smokes down. So you actually, you, if you don't know the game, you're figuring out like, what, wait, hang on, what the hell's this thing that he's just thrown out of his hand? Like, is it a yeah. smoke? Is it a flash? Like, yeah, it, there are a lot of areas in, of improvement that um, that Valorant need to make for sure. Like yeah. in terms of the actual gameplay and spectacle, but I think I just think like the whole system of it, the ecosystem of it is mm. very very promising and well put together like riot know what they're doing like riot they really do like with league of legends has been has gone really well and valorant has gone really well so far like the decisions they've made have been have been good so i'd i'd back valorant to be fair i think they'll figure some stuff out well i think the next video we're going to record is on valorant esports right so could be uh, yeah could be based on what i think you said before we recorded this that you're interested in doing I'd so, like so this like is to. a this is a formal uh acceptance of that that okay. premise nice we shall Breaking do so, so if you like that news, Adam's then... gonna do a Valorant episode <sighs> yeah nice. speak about that dead game no I'm joking no, no, yeah that's fine <laughs> it's, it's something a bit different in it so so why yeah. not a bit but different, so, it's uh, important to the esports scene I think it's very it is like a the new big boy. So. Well, you can you can try and convince me that in the next episode. Then uh, yeah, okay. We, we can have that, we could call it. Uh, we could just have a debate about Valorant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, know, actually, yes. no, I don't care. Ah. I believe you. I'll trust you, mate, more than I trust myself on that. So, um, but but generally, so I, I think like on the CEO topic, I think we've touched on the main strokes. Like there's there's, there's two different types. It seems emerging, and one seems. Like it's a more turbulent time, and <laughs> we uh, like I think we both agree that pe- they need to surround themselves with people that know what's what, and maybe yeah. at times concede a little bit more and, and accept the fact that they don't know everything and they're not the masters of this industry because no one is. Um, as, as they like to say, like the the general narrative, it's evolving all the fucking time. It's ever growing and ever changing this digital landscape. So. I don't, you can't master it. You need to stay on top of it, right? And I think mm. a, a mixture of like just veteran experience, business knowledge, alongside yeah, like the the kind of tech savvy, um, and community based understanding yeah. that these these people can have. I, yeah. I think that's an important mix. I agree. I Otherwise, think, yeah, you get the, lost in the fucking sauce. Yeah, the, the, clearly. I mean, it seems obvious to me that like the best solution is that middle ground, isn't it? We've seen what it's like when you go too far one end with the with the control freak CEOs that yeah, I mean it's it's obvious when you get to a certain point you need to bring in business expertise that like you just do, and that goes for any industry by the way. It's not just mm-hmm. esports. So yeah. Yes, yes indeed. But nice Billy mate, you. what colour is yeah. your Bugatti? <laughs> your <laughs> no, you sound uh Somerset. You sound yeah, Somerset. Like, now then my lover. <laughs> Anyone I go on my chatter. Anyone that doesn't know, that's meant to be his impression of Andrew Tate. <laughs> well, I should take this off to go bald and then and then go for it. But uh, nice, I don't know nice. how fresh I'm looking. Yeah. yeah, you've got the bald head, you've got the beard. I don't even know. Does Andrew Tate have a beard? I don't really know. He does, yeah. I, I also have four world titles in kickboxing. Mm, nice. Uh, so, and yeah, I also live in Romania and I am Andrew Tate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's actually my idol. Like I'm his yeah. stun. But no, everything, anyway, everything before that gets clipped out of context, and <laughs> we've already been called the GB News of 
of esports, and I got we should put, put in that. a pile alongside like sex offenders and stuff. So we should we should put that on our about page. I love that. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, but some people will take that seriously. <laughs> That's the worrying part, mate. <laughs> nah, they won't. I mean, they might, but fuck them. Uh, uh, because yeah. we are both majorly right-wing. Uh... Yes, we are very, very right-wing. <laughs> Again, we should stop saying stuff that can get clipped out of context, you know. <laughs> uh, because one day that will come back. Like, in seven years' time, there'll just be a clip of you saying, I am very right-wing, by the way, and you, you'll get fired. <laughs> <laughs> the CEO then, of fucking whatever, get, you're going to be a CEO of something by then. So Probably get a site for that these days. That's, that's what I'm saying, this is a scary thing. But... Um, Right here, everyone. Cheers for watching. Right. We are back. Yeah. A Valorant video in the next, within the next week, should we say? Next few yeah, days? Yeah, within the next week. Yeah, yeah. That's Oof. fine. Let's not promise too much, you know? No, no, no. Let's see what's uh, what. But, uh, I can only talk so much esports before I, I lose my rag, so. For, yeah. We're on for a, a good cadence. Right yeah. here. Thank you all for watching. Caress that fucking like button, you slags. <laughs>